Um, And then if you join me on the back of your bulletin, I'm going to read the scripture this morning and then introduce our speaker. Um, The passage is Joshua 1, 6 through 9. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to the law, to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you will, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Before I pray, I just want to introduce who's speaking this morning. Uh, Rob Shear is an amazing Pepperdine professor. He is in charge of Surf Convo um, and is a great resource for all our Pepperdine students. And um, we just love him and his wife, and um, they're a huge part of the gathering community. So give Rob a warm welcome after I pray, after I pray, after I pray. And um, just really listen to what he has to say. I think he has some, some really good stories and some really good pictures to show you along with his message. So um, join me in prayer. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um, we just thank you for this uh, beautiful Sunday morning that we can gather here together as a community and worship you in song um, and prayer, Lord, and in the listening um, of your truth being taught. Lord, I pray that you would just speak through Rob this morning. Um, Pray that you would soften our hearts, um, open our ears to what you have um, for us, and just we pray that your spirit would be present um, in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Morning, church. Is it working? Green light. And try it again. Okay, good. Good morning, church. Um, so I don't know if I preach well, but um, I've got good pictures, and I've I've got what I think is a good story. Some of you have heard it before. Uh, so at least two out of the three. I can promise you that. Uh, So as was pointed out, I teach at Pepperdine, uh, which is a great job. Uh, And as some of you may know, we we had a very interesting spring semester. We had over a dozen mountain lion sightings at Pepperdine. Um... And by mountain lion sightings, I don't mean that we saw the mountain lions up in the hills or in the surrounding woods. Uh, No, we students were seeing the mountain lions in and around the dorms, not in, I'm sorry, around the dorms. (laughs) That that would be be an interesting. um, So we saw them around the dorms, saw them walking up and down the streets like they live there. Um, Matter of fact, some of the students even got to the point they're taking videos and taking pictures of them. So let me me get uh, Russell to throw up a photo. So there's the cat, there she is. Uh, We now know in hindsight, uh, she was a young adult female. For those of you Malibuites who track the mountain lions, her mom was P23. P23 was the mountain lion that was, I think, killed about a year ago. Um, Now, not surprisingly, the mountain lion, um, she created a fair amount of angst amongst the students and the faculty at Pepperdine, uh, especially those who were under 100 pounds. Uh, they were worried that the mountain lion might eat them. Uh, but most of the activity occurred in February. And by early March, it had appeared that the mountain lion ha- had disappeared. And all the credit, I think, needs to go 
to my dog, Maisie. So, next picture. There's Maisie. Maisie's not the pink one. That's her little pig. That's Maisie. Uh, Maisie's a Havanese. Yes, Maisie is a little Malibu fluffy dog. But let me tell you uh, the story of Maisie the mountain lion tamer. So in the middle of February on a Saturday night, about 9 o'clock, it's time for me to go take Maisie out on a walk. Now, we live on campus, and the faculty housing is a little bit, it's above the school, it's, it's kind of up in the mountains. Um, and I typically, that's where I walk around the housing. And it was raining that night, so visibility really wasn't that good. And Maisie and I were on this little patch of grass in front of a parking lot, when suddenly, without any notice, the mountain lion runs up right, right next to me. And if I had thought about it at the time, I, I literally could have reached down, I could have petted the cat. And the mountain lion runs up and stops nose to nose with Maisie. And in an instant, Maisie lets out, bark, bark, bark. And I yell at the mountain lion, and I turn, and I kick at it, and the mountain lion runs away. And the whole interaction lasts maybe five seconds. And you know, as I think back on the incident, there, there are several things that happen that, that just don't make sense to me. And the first, why in the world did a mountain lion charge next to a six-foot, 180-pound man? Right? That's not normal mountain lion behavior. They, they just don't do that. Mercifully, they don't do that. Second, why did the mountain lion stop in front of Maisie? It didn't do anything. It didn't bite Maisie, mercifully. It didn't swat at her. Matter of fact, the mountain lion didn't even make a noise. During the whole incident, I, I never heard anything. I didn't hear the mountain lion when it was running, even when I was watching it. I didn't hear any, no sound came out of the mountain lion. Third, why did the mountain lion run away from this Malibu fluffy dog? Now listen, Maisie's a great dog. I'd make the argument this is the greatest dog on the planet. She's got a sweet personality. She's very mild. In fact, she rarely, if ever, barks. The mountain lion was the first time I had ever heard her, and I haven't heard her since, put two barks together. Right? 99% of the time, if, Mark, if Maisie is barking, it's, it's just a little woof. And it's, it's just a quick warning before she jumps in your lap, right? That's the only time Maisie, Maisie barks. And fourth, and this is the, the part of the whole incident that, that I, I probably understand the least. Where in the world did my little fluffy dog, where did she get the courage to go right at a mountain lion? You see, Maisie's, Maisie's about, you tell from the picture, Maisie's about this tall. Mount lion almost came up to my hip. Maisie's about this long. Mount lion, they, they caught the mount lion later, measured it. Mount lion's about four feet long. Maisie weighs nine, maybe ten pounds when she's wet. <laughs> they later weighed the mount lion, it's over 60 pounds. And yet, when the mount lion ran up to her, Maisie immediately went after it. And you know, courage is an essential trait that we need in our lives. We need courage to stand up for what is right. We need courage at times to overcome our fears. And we need courage to push on in the face of an uncertain future. 
But we also need courage in our Christian lives. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So first let me start off, well, why do we need courage in our Christian lives? And I can think of three good reasons. So first, we need courage to go when and where God sends us. Second, we need courage to share our lives and to be honest with one another in the church. And third, we need, to, we need courage to be bold and to share Christ with the world. So let me just take the rest of my time and talk about these three. So first, we need courage to answer God's call in our lives. You see, God has a role for each and every one of us in His plan. He calls us to participate. He calls us to help and advance His kingdom. Now, He often calls us into unwanted, uncomfortable, and sometimes even dangerous situations. And oftentimes, we don't want to answer God's call. And sometimes, we lack the courage to answer God's call. You know, one of the aspects of the Old Testament that I love the most is it provides this cast of characters who seems to collectively made every mistake that we could possibly make. So who was it that didn't want to answer God's call? Who was it that lacked courage? It's Jonah. Listen to what God said to Jonah. So this is, there we go. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. For their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So why did Jonah flee the Lord? It's pretty simple. He didn't didn't want to go to Tarshish and preach to those folks that they were sinning. It's not a popular message. It wasn't a popular message then. It's not a popular message today. But of course, we all know the rest of the story. Jonah runs away from God, gets on a boat. God sinks the boat. Whale comes, swallows Jonah. A little bit of time later, spits him back up. Eventually, of course, Jonah does go to Nineveh. He does preach to them, and they repent. But if only Jonah had had the courage to go when he was first called. And if only we have the courage to go when we're called. So what is God calling you to do? And do you have the courage to go? Second, we need courage to be open and honest in our relationships with others here in the church. You know, when one becomes a Christian, you don't just enter into a relationship with Christ. You also enter into relationships with every other member of the church. And so this church, our community here, is important because life is hard. At times, the Christian life is not easy. We need each other. And growing in our faith is hard, if not impossible, if we're trying to do it alone. See, we need our brothers and our sisters to support us, to encourage us, and although it's not popular, we need them to help hold us accountable. Listen to what Paul and then James said about how these relationships should function. So this is Paul in Galatians. Says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgressions, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and also fulfill the law of Christ. 
And then here's James. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Does anybody here do that on a daily basis? Do you restore those that have fallen? Do you confess your sins to one another? You know, I'll admit, I, I don't. Or at least I don't do it often. You see, Paul and James are describing actions that don't happen outside of deep and trusting relationships. Right? We, we can't act that way if we just have shallow relationships with one another. So how do we develop these relationships? Well, go back to the theme. We need courage to be open and honest in our relationships with one another. See, we need to share our failures. We need to share our struggles. And we need to fight the attention. We need to fight the temptation of just trying to appear holy on Sundays. And it requires courage to open up to someone else. But it's also one of the key steps to growing closer to God. Third, we need courage to share the Gospel with others. You know, as difficult as relationships in the church can be, God asks us to go one step further and to share the Gospel with the rest of the world. And Christ even sent us out in Matthew. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, most of us find this hard and intimidating. I know I do. Uh, I'm a professor, so maybe that's why I'm very comfortable getting up in front of a church and talking to you about God. I'm also very comfortable getting in front of a bunch of students at a Christian school and talking to them about God. But I'll admit, I get anxious, I get worried, I get maybe a little bit scared if you take me out of one of these safe environments, you push me out in the world, and you ask me to talk about God. I had an old college roommate email me a few years back. Ronnie Wilson had just become a Christian, and he was excited to share this news with me because he remembered that I was a Christian. He remembered that I woke up early on Sundays to go and teach Sunday school at the local church. He remembered me playing Christian music in the room. He remembered the Bible on the desk. So I'm feeling good about myself and my witness. Just wait. And then he asked a devastating question. He said, why didn't you share the gospel with me? Three years later, it still hurts. Um, I still haven't responded to that email. Because uh, the fact is, I don't have a good answer. I mean, seriously, what do you say? Because this is what I know. Lack of courage is not an excuse in the light of eternity. All right. So how do we obtain courage? 
How do we become brave? How do we become like Maisie? You know, some of the best advice that God ever provided on this topic was to Joshua. You know, at the end of 40 years of wandering around the Sinai, just as the Israelites were about to head into the promised land, Moses up and dies. And God comes along, Joshua taps him on the shoulder and says, Tag, you're it, you're the new leader. You're going to lead my people into the promised land. And then he gives them this following advice. He says, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it from the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me go back to the, let me go to the third photo. There we are. So to help you out here, Mount Lion on the left. That's Maisie in her pre-attack position on her back. <laughs> it's kind of hard to figure out where her head is. And... So three times God tells Joshua to be courageous. Three times. Why? See, God was going to be with Joshua when he led the Israelites. Joshua wasn't going in. That, he wasn't doing that job by himself. And God is going to be with you in whatever life He has planned for you. You know, far too often we allow ourselves to think that the mountain lions in our lives that are too big, they're too fast, or they're too dangerous. And we forget who's with us. So if you're going hiking this weekend, or sometime over the summer, and you're worried about the furry mountain lions that inhabit the mountains right behind us, just swing by the house and pick up Maisie. <laughs> she loves going on walks. But for the rest of your life, for all the other mountain lions, just remember that it's God who's always with you. All right, let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this gorgeous day, this, this time together as your community. We just thank you for the church and just the people in it. We ask that you help us to be courageous. Help us to trust in you. And we thank you that you're always there walking with us, God. Amen.